Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hello, Australia. Welcome to my Millennial Money Express, and welcome if you're watching on M3 TV on YouTube. Today, I've got a very, very, very special guest. The first time ever that this individual has been on my Millennial Money Express. Welcome, John Pigeon. Well, what a pleasure it is. Well, the pleasure is all yours, absolutely. So, thank you, John, for joining me today on Fantastic. my little podcast called M3X. Yes, and it's, it is Express, so we better get, into, get into, into it. So, let's chat about this JobKeeper payment. As yeah. a small business owner yourself, yeah. uh, initial thoughts on this? Uh, great, great initiative by the big fella. Um, I think... It's given incentive for businesses not to um, stress out about their employers so much. Cause I, I spoke to a, a good friend of mine last week and he was in a position where he had to basically put 10 off straight away. And I don't think there'd been some real, well, there hadn't been a release about job keeper, job seeker. There's lots of eekers going on. but yeah. So he's like, well, I really feel bad for the families, but our business has basically lost 90% of its income. Wow. So I've got no choice. Wow. So talking to him yesterday, that he's got some real comfort around the fact that these guys, if they get jobs elsewhere, he's still able to pay them through that uh, payment system, which is great. Right. So I guess how it works, we'll just recap the high level. Ordinarily, if you got laid off last yep. week, yep. you would essentially go on job seeker allowance and get that plus the coronavirus supplement and get the 1500 of fortnight direct from Centrelink. Yep. But now what they've done is the government have said if your business drops its revenue by 30% or if you have a business that generates over a billion dollars a year and that drops to less than 50%, yep. you're entitled to have the job keeper allowance. Now, the long and the short of it is and I think it's actually more strategic and smart by the government because either way if you've lost your job you're you're going to get the 1500 a fortnight yes so at least a couple of things the government is outsourcing some of the work to the business owner yeah and the ato yeah so completely different than centrelink yeah so it will take a lot of the pressure off centrelink so i think yeah first and foremost it's just an outsourced operation mm. by the government, which yeah. I think is smart to give smart. Centrelink some breathing space yeah. because ordinarily it. Centrelink just deals with people who aren't employed. That's right. Yeah. So what will happen is if you were laid off temporarily or it looks like you might be laid off, you can, your employer can register to be a job keeper yep. and essentially they will receive $1,500 of a fortnight, fortnight to pay for any staff that are full-time employees, part-time employees, 
uh, sole traders can get it or if they're a casual, casual worker that have worked with that business for over 12 months. Yeah. So a couple of things there. If, for example, and like anything that we do, and if you go back and listen to the episode we did with Brian Parker, the economist yes. on My Millennial Money, he talks about when you need to make a big splash, it can't ever be perfect and it won't be perfect. Yeah. So there will be winners and losers. Yeah. So the job keeper payment will see winners and losers. An example, if you are earning, if you're working part-time for a company doing three hours a week at the moment and ordinarily you would get $400 a fortnight, yeah. you've just got a whopping big pay yeah, rise. You're cleaning next, up. Yeah, which is fine because when the governments do this, the main reason they do it is to keep the economy going and the economy moves. It's like water rolling down a hill. It's just got to keep moving. Yeah. Okay. So they know that people will probably end up spending this money anyway, yeah. which will keep the wheels greased. Yes. So you could actually get a pay rise if you're in that situation. However, however, if you are earning $2,000 a fortnight, okay, the employer must pass on that 1500 and still top up your wage. Mm. So the employer still has to pay you $500 a fortnight. Do they? <laughs> I didn't know that bit. <laughs> well, that's what I read. Let me have a look. And this but, is- but is that in the event that they've um, let them go? No, if they've retained them. I'm just having a look here. Uh, well, that that would make sense in that instance, because there's two scenarios: is letting them go and keeping them, and keeping them. So, how the rules change based on that? I know. I know. In the first example, if you let them go, they can still get their fifteen hundred. Yes, and you don't have to top them up, obviously. Cause no, that's let right. Them go. Exactly, exactly. But I'm just reading the bullet points here on the process. Yes, if if an employee ordinary ordinarily receives less than fifteen hundred, their employee must pay a minimum of that fifteen hundred per fortnight. Yeah. If an employee ordinarily receives fifteen hundred or more in income per fortnight before tax, they will continue to receive their regular income according to the prevailing workplace arrangements. Right. This yeah. JobKeeper payment will assist their employer to continue operating. Right. By subsidising all or part of their employee income. I would say there's a lot of employees that have just been reduced to fifteen hours, $1,500 a fortnight. That's right. <laughs> so, Or they let them go. Or they let them go. Yeah. But the long and the short is... So, yeah, that's right. So, if someone did earn $2,000 a fortnight, yeah. if they were continuing to do the same hours, the employer would have to top up that $500. Yeah. But the government just doesn't want employees to not get the full 1500 Yeah, that's right. Like it's a complete flow through. Yeah. So... Yeah, the, the business... As you said, the business owner is doing all the hard work to, um, to get the money paid to the employee. So if you've already been stood down, it's okay. You're still eligible and you still may be on the books, but your employee just has to rehire you to yeah, get the payment. But in the meantime, you can go and get a supplement income elsewhere... Yes. Still get the payment and then come back, but they need to be rehired. That's right. But it's important to note that you can't get Job Seeker and the coronavirus supplement of fifteen hundred a fortnight and the job keeper yeah. payment. And we're told in the background the government will work out and only do the, if you're registered as a uh, a recipient of job keeper, yeah. 
you wouldn't be able to get the coronavirus supplement. And I don't think there would be too many circumstances that people have double dipped because realistically, the job seeker and the corona supplement hasn't even really started yet anyway. No. Yeah. I'd, I'd hate to see this happen 20 years ago when we didn't have the technology online to facilitate either. Yeah, it'd be horrendous in a time past where there was no technology. <laughs> yeah. So another question, if you have two employers, you would have to elect one employer uh, for them to apply the job keeper payment yeah. for it to flow through. And, and that's a good thing about the 1500 across the board, isn't it? You, you can't manipulate the system. It's no. 1500 black and white. Whereas like people are saying, oh, it needs to be relative to what the person's earning. Well, the government's made it simple. And I think it's actually fair and equitable for everyone this time around. Yeah. But if you go to treasury.gov.au forward slash coronavirus, there's a heap of fact sheets that yep. are in everyday language. Yes. But there's a couple of questions in the Facebook group. And first and foremost, I don't know anything about Centrelink or government benefits. And this is two week old, less than quarantine coronavirus craziness. So this is all fresh. Yep. And I would encourage you to speak to your employer about your own personal circumstances. Um, one good thing is with the government benefits, the government re- increased the spouse income threshold to about 79,000 or call it 80K. So if uh, John Amy got laid off, she could still get the job seeker and the coronavirus if your income was under $80,000. Yeah. So that's yeah. a good thing as well for, yeah. for couples. But So I just laid her off two days ago. <laughs> oh, did you really? <laughs> Trouble in paradise? Now, yeah. so yeah, we don't know your exact situation and this is just a bit of a chat to have a conversation about this. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. But Bethany in the Facebook group asks... Does anyone know what happens with job keeper payments and workers' compensation? I've been let go, but I'm still getting paid 400 fortnight for workers' comp, and I'm still on the books. It says that my employer must pay a minimum of 1500 a fortnight before tax. I've been part-time employee for two years, so I'm hoping that would be eligible. Look, again, don't take this as gospel, Bethany, but I think you've just got a pay increase. Yeah, you're entitled to the 1500 the way that reads. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, because your workers comp uh, could stop tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. So I think I oh, let me think. That's a good question, actually, because do does the employer need to continue to pay workers comp um, mm. in that instance? Maybe that's too complex for us to answer. Yeah, let me just think on that for one second. If let's just assume that they were ordinarily paid four hundred a week mm. or a fortnight for workers as a working as a job yeah the employer has to pass on the full 1500 yes regardless now does that mean the employer then just goes well we're putting you on zero hours a week and this do, is what do I you guess, mean do they, they have to perform duties for that yeah, 1500 well yeah. my thinking is no yes no but i'm talking about if this person had and this is like and for everyone listening like we don't actually know the answer to all this stuff and it will come out in the wash when you ask um, your employer your own situation. So, we're just having a bit of a, a chin wag and yeah. I'm happy to be wrong. Um, and if you listen to it three months after the fact, then what yeah. the hell are we talking yeah, about? Exactly. No, no, but okay. So, example, workers comp aside, yeah. this individual is working, earning $400 a fortnight. Mm. 
they're at a corner store or at Woolworths. We'll just go Woolworths. They're yeah. a, a checkout person at Woolworths earning 400 a fortnight. Now, if Woolworths apply for JobKeeper, they would have to pass on that 1500 a fortnight and the employee would receive that. Yeah. Now, Woolworths still needs a checkout person. Yes. Now, does that person still get the $400 from Woolworths? Or does Woolworths say, we're absorbing that and we're just paying you the 1500 because you are under the 1500 Let me just open this fact sheet again. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, that's interesting. So, if an employee ordinarily receives less than 1500 in income per fortnight, their employer must pay their employee a minimum 1500 per fortnight. So, the employer must pay the 400 a fortnight employee yeah. 1500 as a minimum. Yes. So, they're not getting $1,900. No, they can't double dip. No. No. Okay. No. So, if we apply that to the workers' comp... Yeah. Does the workers, and I honestly, I have not done a workers comp claim in over 10 years. Does, I don't know, does anyone know, does the workers comp pay the employee direct or does it go through the employee's bank account? No, beyond my realms. See, we've got no idea. This is just way too complex. The the other observation or or query someone... All I know is she will at least get $1,500. She's guaranteed $1,500. Can the can the business decide not to claim JobKeeper payment? Yes. So it's at the discretion that the employee must be nice to the employer in order to get their fifteen hundred. Yes. Right. The other thing is, as a business owner, someone asked me the other day, "Well, what if I was never paying myself a wage, but I'm just dr- taking drawings from the business?" Right. Which is quite common for a lot of small business owners. Mm. Um, the answer to that is yes, you're still entitled to it. You've been living, uh, working for the business for uh, longer than 12 months and you're taking income from the business. If it has dropped 30% revenue. Yeah, as long as it fits the criteria. Yeah. I mean, I've applied for it for Nath, our editor. Yeah, okay. He'd be stoked. Well, yeah. Well, no, he gets more than that. What up, Nath? He's over it. <laughs> Is that a pay so, you've, you've just doubled your pay, Nathan. <laughs> yeah, he's got a bloody pay rise. But I, I honestly, I don't want him to stop working full time. No. So, he will work business as usual. Yeah. And I will just get supplemented from the government for keeping him in a job. That's right. Now, I've got the option to say to Nathan, hey, you're only doing four days a week now or whatever it is to get him down to the 1500. Yeah. But I kind of, I don't want to slow down with the work that we're doing. Well... And again, as long as your business has taken a 30% haircut. Exactly. Mm. And I think it has. Now, a question, which I don't know the answer to. Yes. I'm hoping you do. Mm, probably don't. When is the 30% taken from and to? Um, let's have a look here. Because I was thinking it would be just on that quarter base. It would have to be the first quarter of the year, wouldn't it? But it didn't come down until, call it February, early March. And in that case, you've already had half of that quarter completed in good times. So, uh, okay. To establish that a business has faced a 30% or 50% fall in their turnover, most businesses would be expected to establish that their turnover has fallen in the relevant month or three months, depending on the natural activity statement reporting period of that business relative to their turnover 
a year earlier. Right. Where a business was not in operation a year early, earlier or where the turnover a year earlier was not representative of the usual average turnover, the tax commissioner will have discretion. So, I'll give you wow. an example. That's loose at best. Yeah. I mean, and it goes back to they're going to be just throwing money anywhere, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Because I'll give you an example and I don't, I don't mind sharing this as a business owner. So, I was operating the podcast business through my family trust. In February, I decided to create a company to run the podcast business out of. And the, for those listening, the shares in that company are owned by my family trust. And on the 1st of March, I employed Nathan, the editor, as yep. a full-time employee. And then on the 1st of April, I've registered for GST for the yeah. company. Yeah. And as at the 1st of April... I've started to cut over all revenue to land into the new company. Yep. Okay. Now, I've got an issue which I will need the tax commissioner's discretion because employees that will receive the payment that was on their books on the 1st of March. He started on the 1st of March. So, <laughs> so I need the discretion. He's over there having a giggle, isn't he? Yeah. I need the tax commissioner's discretion because... The entity that Nathan's employed in on the 1st of March had zero it's revenue because yeah. it was only established 10 seconds before. But he hasn't been here 12 months. No, but he's not casual. He's full-time. So, he's so, full-time on the 1st of March. Yeah, so so that gives an exemption to the 12-month rule if you're full-time, full-time yep. or part-time or, or just part-time. full-time. Part-time, yeah, yeah. Permanent part-time, full-time. Yeah. But if you're a casual... So, if I employed him casually, yeah. five days a week, four days a week or whatever, yeah. uh, why not be breaking the law because he'd be deemed employee. But yeah. for the sake of this, yeah. he wouldn't be eligible. I wouldn't be eligible for the JobKeeper payment. Yeah. So, I've got to basically build a case to show, hey, this was the revenue through my family trust yes. over the last quarter yeah. or the last month. And here was the revenue... I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be hard for people to... No, no. But you just you just need to get your head around it, don't you? Yeah. So, as a, as a business owner, as an, an employee, you need to understand But I, I just think it's totally amazing because for me, as a small business owner, like many of you out there listening, it's, it's a really nice help at well, this time because it yeah. keeps us happening and going. Well, totally. And, and politics aside, whether you're liberal, labor or otherwise, I think it's everyone's got a little bit of a benefit from in one one way, shape or form. Whether yeah. you're a business owner, unemployed, employed, uh, retrenched, whatever it may be, you've you've had a little win somewhere. Yeah, and I mean, I was just over lunch, I was thinking to myself, like, I honestly, it's crazy that what's happening is happening under a conservative government. Yeah. And I think they've just had to. Because again, I keep saying all bets are off. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just about keeping the economy afloat. Yeah. But did you know, John, you know when um, in the GFC, how Kevin Rudd gave everyone $1,000 and it was, and I've got a, a thing on my phone, I'll tell you exactly. And then we'll, uh, we'll answer one more question about this job. And uh, again, everyone listening, we don't actually have the answer. You've got to just speak to your employer yeah. about your situation. 
And as you see, we've got our own businesses and we're still a little bit confused because mm. it's so new. But mm. there's a fact sheet that is, it's pretty good and there's some examples on there. I'm just probably ill-prepared as usual. Um, well, and, and no one's gone and claimed yet. So, look, there's, yeah. it's um, still early stages. When can you claim, by the way? Cause well, they'll backdate they, it. They said updates, but I haven't yeah, yeah, so it'll be backdated yet. to the 1st of March. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, okay. Um, the subsidy will start on the 30th of March with the first payments to be received by employees in the first week of May. Businesses yeah. eligible to register from the 30th of March on the ATO website. Yep. Uh, I did read somewhere they are backdating it. Anyway. But yeah, anyway. So, enough. the long and the short of it, the GFC stimulus package where they just gave everyone $1,000, it was $52.4 billion. Yes. Okay. So far with this coronavirus, and that was 4.5% of GDP. Yep. So far with the wage subsidies, the supplements and the job seeker payment, 194 billion. Uh-huh. Our percentage of GDP? About 16. Yeah, wow. So this ain't no party. Mm. This is the real deal. And it will probably take many years to pay back. Yeah. Because I suppose different conversation because that was more of a financial crisis. This is a health epidemic, but well, this is into, a health and financial crisis. Well, but coming into this health crisis, the budget was in surplus. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we, were, we were on track for a surplus. So better position than going into GFC. Well, one would say we were very well positioned coming into the GFC because. Rudd inherited a big liberal surplus from Costello and Howard. Yeah, okay. But anyway, I don't want to get into that crap. No. But Emma on uh, Facebook also said, I'm not on it, but am I the only one not understanding how this job keeper and seeker payments are working? No, you're not, Emma. Uh, <laughs> it's too here. It's too here. <laughs> Couldn't lots of people literally be getting more dollars than in casual slash part-time work yes. if they are getting... 550 a week on Centrelink, yes. It makes sense. It makes no sense to me what incentive that gives people to work or go back to work, especially those on a minimum wage or working casually. Do you need to have a under a certain amount of savings to go on Centrelink? I could be wrong. Someone please explain uh, because, this seems, because this system seems not right and unfair to those who are underemployed. So there were 70 comments on that. But again, we need to go back to, it's about flooding the economy mm. with cash. Yeah. And there will be winners. And the, and the government know that without discriminating, they give it to those that are most vulnerable to spending it, they'll spend it. Well, they need to because they don't have any money really. Yeah. No. So but you're saying if you're, if you're actually unemployed, I'll, I'll make someone up, right? Because mm. this person doesn't listen to our podcast. Yeah. It's a person who is a dole bludger yeah. who just fills out the job seeker forms every week yep. is a professional dole bludger. Yes. Doesn't have any intention to go to work. Yep. They're, they have just basically had a bonus $1,500 cash payment. Yeah. And an extra five fifty a week coronavirus supplement. Their life isn't any worse off because of this, because they weren't working anyway. Nope. But they've got a pay rise from the government. But that person will go and spend that money. Much more likely to spend it, all of it. 
Yes. Than someone that's maybe a bit more savvy about their financial position, I suppose. Yes. Uh, which is why, in my mind, the for business owners, the government is saying, well, we'll give you a credit in the ATO portal system. We won't hand it to you as such because we know you probably won't spend yeah. it. And I mean, if, for example, and the reason that the government will get some, the government will get 10% back in GST anyway. Yeah. So someone will go and buy a new thing from JB Hi-Fi. Yeah. 10% of it will go back to the government anyway. Yeah. But again, economists, they just look at the big charts and the big pictures. Yeah. Like even with the health stuff, they go, yeah, there was, in America, there might be 100,000 people die or 150,000. Yeah. They can't actually look and go, Auntie Betty's going to die. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Brian might die. Johnny will die. Yeah. Because there's no time for that. There's just got to be broad brushstrokes. Yeah. And I think they've because done that's that public quite policy. Well. But yeah, mm. I, I must confess they've handled this better than what I thought. Yeah. When, when I was listening to Brian Parker on that podcast we did with him, uh, I was like nervous about... He was saying there's so much reliance on the government for this to basically saying if the government does good, we get over this thing quick. If the government doesn't do good, we uh, it gone. drags out for months. And even this thing changes so much. At the time of recording today, the government, I don't know if you saw, they're announcing um, free childcare. Oh, I just saw that pop yeah, up. Yeah, so if you're a... Um, if you have to be an essential worker, so you might be a nurse or yeah. work at Woolworths or a doctor, yeah. uh, and you have childcare for your kids, they're basically going to pay for childcare throughout this period, free childcare. Yeah, which is going to help the uh, childcare shares mm. that I've got. Yeah. You filthy capitalist pig, get off my podcast. <laughs> so, guys, again, sorry that we haven't really um, maybe nailed it on the head, but just high-level things... Um, you have to get at least the $1,500 a fortnight. Yeah. So you might get a bit of a pay rise for six months. That's okay. It's not going to change your life. You might end up with less money through this period. That's okay. We're all in this together. There's winners and losers. You might get less money, but you might not get coronavirus and die. Yeah. The person who gets more money might die from coronavirus. There's no equals in life. No. No. Or but, are we all equal? I don't know. Well, we're in a fortunate country, I believe. Yes. More so than most others around, totally. the, around the world. Totally. So, jump into the Facebook group and thanks for watching on F3 TV. And we'll keep you updated in there. See ya. See ya. Yeah.